minutes after 6 a.m. Good morning, everybody. My name is Nahum Siegel. Welcome to a Thursday. This is your Jewish Moments in the Morning radio program.
Na 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 na
This week's anthem, Hine the song that um, the Goldschmidt brothers actually sang in front of Mayer yesterday in uh, Eretz Achaim in the funeral chapel before they laid Mayer to rest in Beit Shemesh, Israel. How appropriate, Hine Matov, Manaim, Shevet Achim, Gam Yachad. And yesterday, the brothers. We're together for the final time. And I say it that way, of course, because a mayor was their brother. Od Shama, a song that Kalachai wrote for the wedding of Stacy and Nahum Siegel. I'll never forget that. And I always tell Yitzchak, as good as it came out on the recording, it was nothing like at the wedding. And they didn't even sing it at the wedding because they weren't at the wedding. They just sent the music. And it was so amazing. Si'i Saviv from Kolachai. Sim Shalom from Kolachai. Amech Ami. A song that when it was released, I said to Yitzchak Goldschmidt, it... I know it's a pasuk from Tanakh, from Megillat Rut. I know that. 
but it sounds like it's fila. Like anybody could say that, you know, in reference to the one above. You know, your nation is my nation, your tradition is my tradition, your instructions are my instructions. I know I'm having, I'm taking some liberties here, but you get my point. That it actually, you know, even though it's words between uh, two women in the Tanakh, I always felt that the way Yitzchak wrote it, it sounded like a tefillah that one could say to the one above about their own commitment to his tradition. Kaviyochel. Anyway, yeah, a lot of meaningful stuff with Kolachai over the years. A lot of meaningful. They, they, they weren't just singers, and Yitzchak was not just a composer. I always called him a, a, I always call him a poet and a, uh, and somebody who understood how to transmit psukim through music. Anyway, um, even in the song Tal, you know, it, it, it feels like the dew is forming on the ground when, when you hear that song and the way he wrote it. Anyway, Regesh Modani opening things up and we say good morning. Uh, Dr. Lior Gottlieb confirmed for me overnight that we are all in Shiva. So I'm not going to apologize if I'm still on the theme of losing one of my best friends and in a, in a way my closest friend just because of the bond we had that we never knew existed till we met. Um, meaning, meaning one of the reasons, and I always say this, that Mayer and I grew to be so close so quickly is because of the commonality of the way we grew up and the types of homes that we come from and and this will take a while to recover from. And, and as as Lior said to me, even the listeners are in Shiva. The listeners who appreciated Mayer and who loved him and who, and who you know, hung on his every word and were students of his. Yesterday, um, a listener who, whose opinion I take very seriously, whose family's been involved in Jewish education yesterday, said to me that, um, that, you, that you are the... Gr- I don't remember if he used the word Rosh Yeshiva or principal or dean. Honestly, that part I really wasn't focused on. But he says you are the you know leader in Jewish education in the in the Jewish world. But you had one of the greatest mechanchim. You had one of the greatest teachers. You know, teaching for you, and that of course is uh, is our dear mayor. Anyway. So we're all in this period of time. It's going to take a few days. Um, We will get into our regular programming today. We have some beautiful features about some important things for the Jewish world, including the rallies that have been announced, which are so vital and important. And as I said, Jewish leadership doesn't step up. You have to, you have to, someone has to step up. And there are a couple of communities, communities very significant to this program, by the way. The way I described Livingston yesterday, because of the, you know, we're, we're so we're, we're so um, in tune with each other, so to speak. So, too, a couple of other communities like that who really relate to what we do here every day regarding uh, Torah Yisrael, Eretz Yisrael, Medinat Yisrael, um, they've stepped up. And I'll give you the details coming up on, on those rallies. One of them is in the five towns tonight. So if you're anywhere near the five towns tonight... Make sure to be there. I am. I am planning on being there. I am. And you know what it's like to get from Manhattan to the Five Towns on a Thursday. <laughs> I know. I'm kidding. <laughs> I'll be there. Please, God. Uh, um, yeah, they did me a favor. They made it. I think seven fifteen. So you know, traffic will be unbearable, but not unexpected. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> so 
<laughs> I could see Mayor and I, you know, on the phone this afternoon saying to each other, okay, you know, we really should go, but, you know, it's going to take so long to get there. You know, let's, let's weigh, let's weigh the, the uh, pluses and minuses of this. <laughs> uh, that was sort of, um, when <laughs> we did one of our quick trips to Israel back in, I'm thinking 1990, either 90 or 91. We did a really quick trip to Israel. I think we went basically for Shabbos uh, to take care of a couple of things. And I remember, <laughs> I remember that conversation. We were on the phone debating, you know, okay, let's let's evaluate. Is it worth the week that it's going to take us to recover from this trip to actually go and do this? Anyway. So we'll get we'll drift into our regular pro also Rabbi uh, Kersner is going to join us this morning. He's got that great new book from Art Scroll about Hilchot Shabbat, which we'll do. So there's a lot to do and uh and and primary as we do as I do promise to continue to drift back into our regular format, our primary guest today will be Dr. Lior Gottlieb, who spoke yesterday at Mayor's funeral. Mayor's Chavrusa for the last seventeen and a half years, one of the greatest uh Torah Tanakh biblical scholars on planet earth and i'm not joking this is who mayor learned with twice a week if you're wondering about mayor's qualifications if you're wondering you know was was he able to keep up with the best dr gottlieb will will um i'm sure confirm how mayor kept up with the best Anyway, he'll join us at 8 o'clock, and, and I just have a feeling that there'll be some beautiful words about Mayer in that conversation, so stay tuned for that, please. Anyway, um, yesterday I'm sitting at the graduation of the wonderful Yehoshua Siegel. Someone who, like his five siblings, continued to make his parents so, so proud. Yesterday, we're sitting at Yoshua Siegel's graduation from uh, Yeshiva College in the Arthur Ashe Stadium in um, in Queens. In fact, I turned to Yosef, my my Yosef, and I said to him, "Can you imagine? We've been talking for years about going to the U.S. Open, and this is the first time we're at Arthur Ashe Stadium." Anyway, so. In the in the middle of the in the middle of the ceremony, you know, in the middle of all the important speeches that are going on at graduation. And by the way, Jason Greenblatt, your speech yesterday was wonderful. Thank you, thank you for stepping up and being a proud member of the leadership of the true leadership of the Jewish people. Someone who will go down in history as being a key figure in important matters that that did matter in this era of Jewish history. Anyway, so we're in the middle of all the speeches, and, you know, graduations are graduations, you know. And, uh, and I'm, of course, expressing the uh, tedious parts of the graduation, and Stacy's telling me how beautiful it is and, and, and stressing the beautiful parts of it, and there were some beautiful parts of it. But anyway, <laughs> so um, in the middle of the graduation, I'm trying to tune in to the to mayor's funeral in, uh, in uh, Israel. And at some point, the uh, funeral ends, and the camera is focused on uh, on Mayor's final resting place, and uh, the finality of of having um, a friend pass, and now physically seeing the evidence that we will obviously no longer interact in this uh, 
in this face-to-face manner. The finality of it is is uh, is um, overwhelming. It was it's overwhelming as I sat and cried there in Arthur, Arthur Ashe Stadium watching this, and uh, that's why. And I've been th- I've been through this before, as many of you know. When my parents are no longer with us, my uh, eldest brother is no longer with us. I've been through this before. I know what Shiva feels like. I know what it's like to wake up in the morning during a morning of Shiva. It is an un- it is a unique feeling for those of you who've done it when you're in the middle of Shiva and you wake up in the morning and. A million thoughts are going through your head, and that's sort of uh, the way I feel right now. There's no, nothing more we can do. There's, you know, there's. We've done it all now that we can for Mayor. I mean, aside from the from the studying we'll be doing in his memory, etc., and the events that we'll be holding in his memory. But you get my point in terms of directly for him. There's nothing left to do, and uh, the finality of it is um, is the feeling with which I woke up this morning. Uh, the real Shiva feeling. And Dr. Lior Gottlieb said to me overnight in an email, we're all sitting Shiva right now. You know, it may not be... Uh... What did Marsha say to me yesterday? Mar- Marsha Waxman, Larry's wonderful wife in uh, in Jerusalem, uh, who, of course, they were both at the funeral yesterday, said to me, uh, I think it was her, I can't remember who said what anymore, um, said it's a standing Shiva. In other words, we have no obligation to sit, but we're all, you know... We're all in this frame of mind. Um, anyway, Dr. Lior Gottlieb will join us at 8 o'clock this morning. Uh, he doesn't waste words. So, number one, I will try to, uh, <laughs> I'll try to be as serious as possible. Sometimes when, um, <laughs> sometimes when, when some of Mayer's friends who are scholars who were you know pretty serious people would be on the air with us. I'm talking about over the last 30 years. So uh, and sometimes this happened when we were when we were in Israel that he would invite uh, <laughs> he would invite certain guests on the air and <laughs> and and he had to remind me uh, they don't all appreciate your type. they don't always appreciate your type of sense of humor the way I do. You know, like was, the most famous, of course, was when. Uh, I, I used to always joke with Mayer when he would do a Hebrew language segment. I would always say, you know, we have to test you and see if, um, you know, if, if you know anything about the Hebrew language. And I would say, what's the, you know, what's the Hebrew word for banana? You know, obviously because the Hebrew word for banana is banana. And I would say, what's the Hebrew word for telephone? You know, and, and we played this whole joke. And then I tried to do that with Shalom Kor. So first of all, Mayor was ready to kill me. Just you know <laughs> that I'm wasting my time. I'm wasting Shalom Kor's time, the great Hebrew language scholar. <laughs> but 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 it was all validated when Shalom Kor basically you know didn't even smirk at the whole routine. <laughs> um, anyway, so I will try not to. I will try not to uh, impart my sense of humor on on Lior and get this straight to the point because I'm sure he'll have some very important and inspiring words about Mayer and about the study of Tanakh in general uh, when he joins us later on. He's been in this studio, by the way. It's not like... And, and Mayer... I said to Yitzchak Goldschmidt yesterday, I said we never had to keep up because Mayer would update me on everything going on with you and he would update you on everything going on with me. And now we have to speak more often. And uh, the same thing with Lior Gottlieb. I knew everything about his family through Mayer, and I'm sure he knew plenty of what was going on here 
through Mayer, and he was here in this studio once. Lior was, uh, obviously, with Mayer. He was visiting, and uh, and what an, what an absolute privilege. Like, I'm, I'm saying to myself, I cannot believe I'm in the presence of someone who knows so much about Tanakh. And uh, all because of Mayer, of course. Anyway, that's, uh, that's how some of these people... That's how some of these people got into my life, because of Mayer. Do you know that the first time that um, that Mayer and I flew to Israel, which was the day after I got engaged to Stacy in 1989, yeah, I get engaged, and the next thing I do is I get on a plane. <laughs> and, uh, which is, to Stacy's credit, it's been like that now for the last 31 years, where she will never, ever even uh, do anything but encourage me if some opportunity comes up. So we get to, so Mayor and I fly to Israel for that Yom Yerushalayim. Yom Yerushalayim, I think, was on a Friday in 1989. And we fly to Israel, and we land there on, I think it was on Thursday morning. So it must have been the two days after I got engaged. I think it was Thursday morning we landed there. So Thursday night, he sets up in his apartment on Rehov Jabotinsky, a meeting, I'm sure Yitzhak Goldschmidt remembers this, I think he was there, that may have been the first night I met him, um, he sets up a meeting with me and uh, different publishers of different newspapers in Israel and leaders of the Zionist movement in Israel, in fact, I think I still have the card, he gave me an index card, he, he knew me already, he gave me an index card, everyone's name on it, and titles, so at, at, you know, with the position they're in in the room, so I'd be able to refer to it and know who I'm speaking to. And frankly, that night was the first night that I felt, that, that I discovered that I'm able to actually intelligently speak about what's going on in Israel and what's going on in the Jewish community around the world. Because they were asking me questions. I'm this young kid who's, you know, and they're asking me questions and I, I'm able to intelligently engage in conversation. And, uh, yeah, so that's, you know, so that, that whole list, which I could find, I, I, I think I actually, when I was looking for the letter from Mayer in, from 1988 that he first sent me, which I have to discuss with Lior, I have to bring this up on the air. I hope he won't feel it's a waste of time, uh, what Mayer wrote to me back in 1988. Um, but as I was looking for that letter, I'm almost sure in the same binder I saw the, um, the cards from that night in his apartment in Israel. And then, of course, the next day, or no, that night, that night. We danced through the streets of Yerushalayim. Specifically, I remember through the Shuk. Uh, it was Yom Yerushalayim. It was Yom Yerushalayim. And we were together there for the first year. I remember uh, stopping at a payphone and tossing in a simonim so I could leave a message on Stacy's uh, answering machine about what was going on in the background because uh, it was like, I don't know, 3 o'clock in the morning in Yerushalayim. And, <clears throat> and she was out, you know... Uh, you know, folks, in those days, there were no cell phones. So, you know, you had to actually leave a message. In the antiquated days, in the olden days, you had to leave a message in an answering machine and someone would hear it later on. So I was leaving her the sounds of Jerusalem on her machine. Um, anyway, so, yeah, the point is that I met, I got to meet a lot of really key people because of Mayer. And um, Lior is one of them. And he'll join us at 8 o'clock. And we will uh, mourn together. As I said, he's uh, he's authorized Shiva for all of us, including the listeners. What did he write to me last night? Um, I know I'm rambling, but... You know. So what? Um, what did he write to me last night? I'm just looking for the... 
for the um, email. By the way, as I'm scrolling through email, I mean, every every few minutes over the last few days, someone else is checking in, having just heard the news or having uh, having finally been able to put their thoughts. <laughs> Here's somebody who, I was forwarded an email. The subject line is, more thoughts on Mar Weingarten. Yeah. More thoughts on Mar Weingarten is right. Um, Lior writes to me last night. <clears throat> He writes to me last night. Nahum, I was able to hear a recording of your show from the archive. The outpouring of love for Mayer and the grief over his death was a tremendous act of kavod hamet, a true chesed shel emet. For me, personally, your candid voice was like water from my parched throat. I realized during your tears and mine that we who knew Mayer will need some alternative form of Shiva. We need to mourn him, and you enabled that. You enabled it for all your listeners. You enabled it for me. God bless you for what you did. Yeah, so he's, uh, Liar has confirmed that that both uh, we, those who knew him and our listeners, those who knew Mayer and our listeners, are in need of uh, a period of mourning. Maybe not official Shiva with a capital S, but certainly something similar to Shiva. And he will join us at 8 o'clock. Have I said that yet? I think I've said it once or twice, right? He'll join us at 8 o'clock this morning right here at JM and AM. In Mayor's memory, I'm announcing the rallies. Yeah, I'm doing it in Mayor's memory. I'm going to announce the rallies. Um, these are rallies that are um, dedicated to uh, reminding the world that we will not uh, tolerate anti-Semitism, reminding the world that we are lovers of the United States of America. That we are lovers of Israel, we are lovers of Israel and the United the relationship between the United States of America and Israel, and that's a um, that is a is something that that we need to emphasize during these times. We need to emphasize it during these times. Uh, tonight in Cedarhurst Park, tonight in Cedarhurst Park, we dare not be silent as our community is targeted by violent anti-Semitism. Show your support. Uh, Joseph Borgen, who is now known as the victim of uh, one of the high-profile random attacks on Jews in New York City, Right, there've been many, unfortunately, but he's one who uh, whose uh, story made the news and um, whose story went viral. Um, he is from Lawrence, New York, and he will speak tonight. And it'll be at Cedarhurst Park this uh, this evening at seven fifteen, with the participation of local synagogues, schools, and organizations. Information, you can email the Simon Wiesenthal Center. Michael Cohen is there. M Cohen at Wiesenthal dot com. M Cohen at Wiesenthal.com. Bring your Israeli flags. Maybe more importantly tonight, bring your American flags. Uh, Local COVID-19 guidelines will be expected, but please be there tonight. Please make sure to be there tonight. And then uh, another another amazing announcement. Um... There has been a confirmation of a Bergen County Unite for Israel parade happening in Teaneck and culminating in a concert at Sagamore Park. 
on June the 6th. The march will begin at 4.30. They're asking everybody to wear blue and white to bring signs and flags. The parade route will be announced. Believe you me, we'll announce it here. As I said before, Bergen County, one of those hubs that's so critical to us, and I believe critical to the American Jewish community, frankly. On Instagram, at Unite for Israel 2021. At Unite for Israel 2021. Uh, if you want to sponsor the event, volunteer for the event, I can imagine it's a uh, parade. They'll need volunteers. Uh, email Unite for Israel 2021 at gmail.com. If you're in the Bergen County area, do me a favor and email now. Just email them and let you let them know that you're ready to uh, to participate. Email is unite for Israel 2021 at gmail.com. Unite for Israel 2021 at gmail.com. By the way, June 6th, you would have been spending time saluting Israel anyway and celebrating Israel anyway. That would have been the day of the Celebrate Israel Parade. So it's a day that you already have dedicated to Israel if you're a student, teacher, parent, rabbi, leader. If you're anybody in the Jewish community, you've already already set aside June 6th, right, years ago. We knew it would be the first Sunday in June, it always is, to celebrate Israel. So, please, be there, even if you're not from Bergen County. Be there on June 6th. And call HaKavod. Call HaKavod. And, and, and you know, again, when, when small Jewish communities around the United States have events, it's wonderful. And a lot of them are in touch with me because they're proud, and they should be. And, and believe me, they're effective. But we need the massive Jewish communities. We need Livingston Metro West. We need Bergen County. We need the five towns to arrange these types of things and carry them through because we need events where there are three, four, five, ten thousand people coming out to express our love for America and our concern for American Jewry. And of course, our love for Israel. You get the point. So, volunteer volunteer and do so now please uh to help out june 6th in uh in uh, bergen county <sighs> there you go um anyway that's the whole thing <laughs> that's it for now i think <laughs> Sorry for taking up so much of your time. Thursday morning on this May 27th, the 16th of Sivan, 67 degrees, sunshine, a high 83, partly cloudy, low 59 for tonight, and afternoon showers for Erev Shabbat. High temperature in this area will be 66 degrees. We're at 85 in Yerushalayim, 67 in New York, and I cannot thank you enough for tuning in to JM in the AM.
in the AM. Um, there was one piece of um, information I wanted to transmit from yesterday that uh, many people are not yet aware of, and I thought was so significant, and I have to thank, um, well, I'll thank the appropriate people in a moment. Yesterday, um, yesterday, um, in addition to Mayer being laid to rest in Beit Shemesh, Shifra Hoffman, who so many of you in this audience know, and so many of you, if you didn't know her, certainly heard of her. I believe the organization she officially led was called Victims of Arab Terror. But the reality is she it was much more than that. She was so outspoken and such a fighter for Israel. I, I, I would put it, she was a, a, a Gush Amunim. Um, the truth is she may have officially been part of a Gush Amunim organization. So I may be that far off. Anyway, so she was laid to rest an hour before mayor. And the guest speaker at her funeral was Jonathan Pollard. Jonathan Pollard was, you know, to use the colloquial expression, hanging out after that funeral. And um, was observing what was going on uh, as mayor's funeral was about to start. The the um, there at the cemetery, and um, and I, and I have to thank Uri Lahav. I have to thank Uri Lahav. I have to obviously thank Carney Goldschmidt, obviously, and you'll see why in a moment. Carney, our dear sister, and I say it like that because Carney is the is the one sister of the Goldschmidt brothers. So she's always been a sister to all of us. Carney walks over to Jonathan Pollard and says, and I'm, I'm paraphrasing, I do have the actual video of the conversation. It's really hard to hear, so I'm not playing it on the air. But Carney says to him, uh, the, the, our, our friend who we are about to bury had 15 seconds, and by the way, folks, I witnessed this because I was standing with Mayor, had 15 seconds with President Clinton 20 years ago. And he used the entire 15 seconds to ask President Clinton to release you, Jonathan Pollard. And Jonathan Pollard proceeded yesterday, right before Mayor's interment, to, number one, thank Mayor through his friends that he's now speaking to, through Mayor's friends he's now speaking to. And said to Carney, what a special friend you must have had that he had 15 seconds with the President of the United States and he tried to save one Jew. And then Jonathan Pollard proceeded to describe to Carney what Achdut is all about. How, how people in our tradition and heritage will do everything in their power to help one Jew. And that is what Achdut is all about. That's what unity is all about. And that is the and that is the most important thing that according to Jonathan Pollard, they will be evaluating all of us, including Mayor, after a hundred and twenty. So he said, and again I'm paraphrasing, this was the idea. Imagine the reward that he is now enjoying because of the Achdut, because of the unity and love for one Jew 
You save one Jew, you save an entire world. Imagine what Mayer is enjoying now because of what he did on my behalf. We were all frustrated by how long it took to bring Mayer to his final resting place. There were some fringe benefits. He was maspid. He was eulogized by Jonathan Pollard minutes before he was laid to rest. It's America's one and only Jewish moments in the morning radio program heard on listener-sponsored digital radio around the world, the web at NahumSiegel.com, on the NahumSiegel Network, and of course on the beloved NSN app. Galeitza al-Shah 2, Shalom Rav Ba'ulpan El-Azhar Ben Lolo im Ma Shakoreh Akshav. Ha-Professor Nachman Ash, Memuneh Ha-Korona, Ma'arich Be-Yoman Ha-Tzohoraim, Ani Maniach Shekvar Be-Ot Shbuayim, Nuchal Le-Horid Et Ha-Maslechot Ba-Khalalim Ha-Sgurim. Ha-Difut Aya Le-Vatel Tatav Ha-Yerok, Ize Megbalot Yotar Kashot. נחכה עם המסכות עוד שבועיים, היום הראשון מאז המצאת הרמזור שאנחנו כולנו ירוקים. כל שינוי שעשינו לאורך הדרך, יש בהם סיכון מסוים, אבל זה סיכון מחושב, אני חושב שאנחנו עושים את הצעד הנכון. רשת המרכולים ויקטורי תשלם פיצוי בסך 100 אלף שקלים לצעיר אתיופי שסבל מאפליה. מדווח כתבנו לענייני משפט איתי שריג. הצעיר פרסם רשומה בפייסבוק בטען שנמנע ממנו להיכנס לסניף ויקטורי בבית שמש עם תיק. בפסק הדין בית המשפט קיבל את תביעתו וקבע שישולמו לו פיצויים בגובה עשרות אלפי שקלים. בית המשפט אף דחה את התביעות שהגישה הרשת נגד הצעיר בגין לשון הרע וקבע שיש בתביעות שהוגשו מאפיינים של תביעת השתקה. צעיר בן 19, תושב המועצה האזורית בנימין, נעצר בחשד שביצע אונס ומעשים מגונים באחותו במשך תקופה ארוכה. כתבנו ביהודה ושומרון, שחר גליק מוסר שהחשוד יובא היום לבית משפט השלום בירושלים לדיון בהארכת מעצרו. משרד החינוך מציג תוכנית חדשה לצמצום פערים בבתי הספר היסודיים וחטיבות הביניים, תעניק גמישות למנהלים. עם הפרטים כתבתנו לענייני חינוך, איילת ברון. במסגרת התוכנית, מנהלים יוכלו להתאים לכיתות שבאחריותם את תוכנית הלימודים בחלק מהמקצועות, הן מבחינת שעות והן מבחינת תוכן. בין היתר ייכללו בתוכנית מקצועות ההיסטוריה, הספרות, התנ״ך והאזרחות. את יתר השעות יוכלו המנהלים ללמד במקצועות שונים וגם באמצעים מגוונים. לדוגמה, סיור במוזיאון במקום למידה בכיתה או שיעור גיאוגרפיה שהתקיים באנגלית. עד סוף השנה יידרשו המנהלים להעביר 70% מחומר הלימוד הנדרש בכל מקצוע. שני פצועים באורח בינוני בהתנגשות בין משאית לבין כלי רכב פרטי בכביש 444 בין גבעת כוח לבין אלעד. צוות מגן דוד אדום פינה את הפצועים לבית החולים בלינסון בפתח תקווה עם חבלות בחזה ובאגן. חמישה צוותי כיבוי פועלים כעת לכיבוי שרפת קוצים ברחוב האשלג באזור צומת הצ'קפוסט בחיפה. השרפה מסכנת מוסקים באזור. הצוותים מקררים במקביל מכל סולר. כתבנו קובי מנדל מוסר שכוחות נוספים מתחנות זבולון וחדרה בדרך לזירה. פנחס משעניה, בעליה של חנות ספרי יד שנייה בביליופיל, בפינת הרחובות אלנבי וגאולה בתל אביב, הלך לעולמו בעקבות מגפת הקורונה לפני מספר חודשים והוא בן 82. מאז, חנותו המיתולוגית, אותה הקים לפני 32 שנה, נותרה יתומה. בעוד שעה יימסרו ללא עלות אלפי הספרים לעוברים ושבים ללקוחות ותיקים שפקדו את מדפי חנותו הצפופה במשך השנים. מיכל מינסקי, לקוחה ותיקה, מספרת לגלי צה"ל על אהבתו של פנחס את האדם ואת הספר שכתב או שקרא. 
כולו לב וחיוך, ישר אמר לי, בטח, תבואי ואני אספר. התחיל לספר על עצמו גם את הסיפור האישי שלו. היה אומר, בן כמה אני? תגידו, נו, נו, היה נורא נורא אוהב שנותנים לו אה, גיל יותר, אה, יותר צעיר ממה שהוא בעצם. מהחנויות שאתה רוצה לחזור אליהן. פנחס משעניה, יהי זכרו ברוך. מזג האוויר היום הוא מחר בהיר ללא שינוי ניכר בטמפרטורות. לידיעת הנוסעים, הופסקה זמנית תנועת הרכבות בין תחנות לוד ותל אביב. שירותי היסעים פועלים ביניהן. כמו כן, תחנות כפר חב"ד ולוד גני אביב נסגרו זמנית לשירות. כתבנו מתן לוי מציין כי צפויים עיכובים בתנועת הרכבות באזור המרכז. אלה החדשות. פניקס מארט, המעניקה שלושה חודשים מתנה בביטוח.
Anashmar li al 
it's hard to commit to it. I'm going you say that it's hard standing still. Don't you know that I spend all my nights counting backwards the days till I'm
a.m. in the a.m. Mayim Bochin, Dudi Kalish here at J.M. in the a.m. Before that, the Anna uh, Avda selection off of Big Time Alterheim. Home, done by the Maccabees, Gershon Veroba, Ani Yisrael, Al Kol Ela, of course, Naomi Shemer, and in Israel, Sam Glazer opening things up for this hour as we uh, continue, of course, to think of our dear mayor, of course. Thursday morning, JM and the AM, uh, Avrami, who was, of course, there yesterday in Beit Shemesh at the mayor's... Um, funeral. Avrami has discovered a show uh, that we called Mizrach Mania. You know, it's amazing with Meir Milim and the and all the different segments and specials. I forgot about Mizrach Mania. One Shabbos, <laughs> this is such a long time ago, one Shabbos, um, oh my gosh, it's got to be in the late 90s, maybe even earlier. Mayor and I were uh, sitting in my house, uh, in my apartment, um, on Shabbos, and we were just, you know, discussing Shabbos afternoon, different ideas we had for programming, and we realized that in the month of May, I think there were five Wednesdays in that month of May, and we realized that um, that I think one of them was Yom Atzmud, one was Yom Yerushalayim, or Erev Yom Atzmud, whatever. There were it was special days, and and then the other couple of Wednesdays may have been during Sfira. So we so we said the following to each other: Why don't we do a Mizrach May? Everyone asks, where does Mizrach Mania come from? Let's do a Mizrach May, where we'll announce for the entire month of May, every Wednesday, uh, those five Wednesdays, you'll be on, on the appropriate shows, you'll be playing regular Israeli music in honor of, of Israel, and those couple during Sphira, you'll play a cappella stuff for Israel, you know, things like that, appropriate, in those days, wasn't just a cappella, we were playing slower music uh, during Sphira, so you'd play your slow mu- slower music, and, and as we call it Mizrach Mania. Excuse me, we called it Mizrach May. We went on the air Monday morning and announced Mizrach May. I got to look up the calendar to see what year it was. Anyway, so we announced Mizrach May. Five great Wednesdays in a row. First of all, it gave me five Wednesdays in a row off, which was amazing. And then, and then Mayer sat in those five Wednesdays with special programming, you know, all about Israel. And then we wanted to keep the concept going. We wanted to do more shows after that Mizrach May having to do with Israel, where Mayer would sit in and concentrate on the Israeli music and, you know, and news from Israel. So we created Mizrach Mania, and, and he would then go ahead and do Mizrach Mania shows, you know, that we would announce days in advance, you know, tune in this day, and Mayer's going to be doing it. So, um, so uh, Avrami just emailed me, or texted me. He said, I found a Mizrach Mania show from October of 2002, Mayor Weingarten, in for Nahum Siegel, Mizrach Mania, three hours of great Israeli music. Let's play it for Throwback Thursday. So today, at 1 p.m., if you want to hear Mayor Weingarten in his heyday, <laughs> I don't want to say at his best, that would be unfair, because he always got better and better. But we're talking about right in the midst of his amazing run here at JM in the AM. Uh, today, Mizrach Mania from 2002, starting at 1 p.m. Eastern Time, right after our live lunch. (sighs) Make sure to tune in. That'll be amazing. Thank you, Avrami. The whole team is taking... I mean, the whole team takes everything seriously always, thank God. That's why you always have great programming here. 
but uh, everyone's taking, you know, the extra minute to think about what could be done, what more can be done to keep Mayer's great work, you know, at the forefront here. And obviously, Avrami came up with that one. What a great idea. JM in the AM Thursday morning broadcast. Um, Benji Kramer says, what a quote from Pollard. If you missed the Pollard story, folks, it's a good one. Six o'clock hour, very end of it. Um, oh my God, what a quote from Pollard. We're all about Achdus, and that has always been your message, Nachum and Mayer. Yeah, we tried. We certainly tried on that one. Um, listener J.A. Mora. Okay, tears are coming down as I run with this Maccabee song. Yes, he's home. May his neshama have an aliyah. May he be melutiosha for all of us. Yeah. Listener Tikva, who I've spoken about, says, I'm one of those who never met Mayer. I never would have dreamed that, that in all our travels to Israel, Tikva never met Mayer. In fact, it's possible she actually did as a little kid and may not remember that, because uh, Mayer and I would travel to my relatives all the time just to say hi. But anyway, whether she did or not, uh, she certainly uh, is, is indicating that she's one of those listeners who never met Mayer, but he still had a big impact on me. I hoped I would get to meet him next time he's in Israel. I hoped I would have gotten to meet him next time he was in Israel. Yeah. Thursday morning, JM in the AM in this period of mourning for our dear friend Mayor Weingarten, but we are drifting back into our regular format. That I could tell you. want to thank our friends from A&H, this portion of, a- of uh, NSN programming brought to you by our friends at A&H. Abels and Hyman is now... Um, is now in Trader Joe's. If they're not, then they'll be there by this weekend, Memorial Day weekend. Trader Joe's nationwide for this season. I don't know, from now until, uh, I don't know, end of the grilling season? Whenever. Until they run out. <laughs> um, Trader Joe's is where you will find A&A hot dogs starting now, nationwide. Check it out. And, of course, every A&H product and all the delicious and wonderful kosher supermarkets nationwide. Check them out. Check out some A&H and enjoy. And I thank A&H and all of our wonderful sponsors for keeping us going. And those of you who want to support our efforts, uh, fjbunity.org, fjbunity.org. And, of course, we thank you for that. Dr. Lior Gottlieb, 25 minutes from now, about Mayor Weingarten. He was his chavrusa for 17 and a half years. Google Dr. Lior Gottlieb and you'll see the type of caliber chavruta Mayor Weingarten had. Google Dr. Lior Gottlieb. He spells it, by the way, L-E-E-O-R. Google it. And you'll see the type of uh, of Torah scholar Mayor Weingarten studied with twice a week for 17 and a half years. It's mind-boggling. Mind-boggling. By the way, before we get to Rabbi Goldwasser, let me just tell you that there are other people here who obviously want to pay tribute and will pay tribute to Mayer. Uh, I mean, obviously, anybody whose next show is coming up. I know Naomi has words prepared for tomorrow morning at 9 a.m. Amatis obviously will get his chance on Sunday uh, to add to what he told us on Monday. Um as I said to you, Matis was in a really difficult position Sunday morning because he and I both decided not to say anything yet until until the proper people were informed about Mayer's passing. Um, Mark Zamek tonight. How did Mark put it? I want. I, I don't want to mess this up. 
I want Mark's words to be um, to be the way he said them uh, when he informed us about what he plans to do uh, tonight. Um, here, here's here's what Mark wrote: the Arab Shabbos show and um, and the final hour. You know, tomorrow we do the final hour. I guess it'll be about uh, seven fifteen tomorrow, uh, seven o'clock tomorrow in that area. Uh, the final hour, they are. I, I've prepared both, meaning I'm ready to present the shows um, tonight and uh, before Shabbat. Both are done in Mayor's memory, though not a funeral, more of a celebration. Mark has also indicated, I don't think he'll mind that I mention this publicly, that he has launched a personal Vahafta Lareacha Kamocha campaign in memory of Mayor Nahum Ben David. Here, here, Mark. Kolakavod. Kolakavod, my friend. Um, in addition, Miriam L. Wallach, in her a program today, starting at 10.30 this morning, live from our New York City studios, before we get to the live lunch at 11 o'clock, where she and I will have an opportunity to talk more about all this. She is dedicating uh, that half hour between 10.30 and 11 to her own tribute to um, to Mayor, and in his memory, I, I, I don't know if she wants this publicized, but I'm doing it anyway. In his memory, she has prepared her own Hebrew language segment, Hebrew language Tanakh segment, that she will share with us between 10.30 and 11 this morning. <sighs> yeah. There are a lot of people who are hurting here. A lot of people are hurting very, very badly here. And as I said early this morning, this morning is, in a way, the worst of all the mornings. After the finality of uh, of mayor's interment yesterday in Israel. I said before, and anybody here who has sat shiva knows what I mean. There is a unique feeling when you wake up during a morning of shiva. And I've had that experience, unfortunately, all too often, and that is exactly how I felt this morning. That empty void in your throat, that pit in your stomach, that helem, that, um, the, what's the word for helem? Mayor, what's the word for helem? <laughs> how do you explain helem? That fog, that fog that you wake up in because of lack of sleep and because of, you know, inability to focus on anything else over the last few days, so you're completely drained. That helm that you walk wake up in. Uh, that's how we're feeling right now. Rabbi David Goldwasser's words: Zechonishmas Harav Zeb and Rabbi Yosef Alevi and Zechonishmas Esther Bas Rabbi Yosef Alevi. And I'm again, again going to say, I'm again going to say, the, how much my parents loved Mayor when he would come over to visit for Shabbat, and I would bring him over to my parents' apartment. Their eyes lit up, and not just because they were friendly with Mayor's parents, which they were, and of course they appreciated that. They knew them for a million years. But they knew that, you know, my father knew that he was about to get into an amazing schmooze, <laughs> especially about El Al. <laughs> especially about El Al. <laughs> Mayor would always say, sometimes I feel bad going into your uh, parents' apartment on Shabbat because, you know, I don't know if I should be talking about Matman points on Shabbat. <laughs> Which I'm sure people had to. I'm sure people bothered Mayor with every Shabbat of his life. <laughs> what to do with their frequent flyer program? Anyway, <laughs> um, Rabbi W. And of course, Rabbi Goldwasser's words this week: Mayor Nachum Ben David.
Here is Rabbi David Goldwasser with Morning Chizuk. Good morning. We learn in the Talmud, in Meseches Tainus, that Rebroika asked Elioa Novi whether there was anyone in the marketplace who was truly a Ben Olam Haba, had an actual portion in the next world. There were two men at that time that passed by Elioa Novi, and he remarked, you see those two? They have a share in the world to come. Rebroika approached them and asked them, what was their occupation? And they said, they are badchanim, they're jesters. When they see depressed people, they cheer them up. When they see two people arguing, they try to make peace between them. Rashi explains that their peacemaking rule was the ticket to the world to come. Because our Chachomim teach us that someone who brings peace to two people is rewarded both in this world and the next. The Maharsha asks the question, what is the connection between cheering up a person that's sad and Olam We learn that Hashem empathizes with the suffering of someone who has sinned. We learn when a man suffers, to what expression does the Shekhinah say? My head is heavy, my arm is heavy. The Shekhinah, the Divine Presence says, I am in pain. Every person has a chilek in Olam but his connection to it is only in the hereafter. Reb Broika wanted to meet a person who was a citizen of that world, whose life reflected those otherworldly values, but he was only a tourist in this world. The two entertainers had the hashkafa, the perspective of Hashem being unhappy if one of his creations was unhappy. They had the sensitivity to Hashem's happiness. That motivated them to cheer up the individual that was sad. That meant they were citizens of Olam Abba, even while they were here on earth. The fact that Reb Broika asked Elioan Novi in the marketplace who was a member of the world to come, it seems difficult. However, we can understand that these two were individuals that cared about Hashem and cared about their fellow man. This has been Rabbi David Goldwasser bringing you morning chizik. Have a nice day.
Instead of playing Mayer's favorite music, we're playing music about his favorite city. Yerushalayim. Leva Nefesh before that, of course. Shlomo Kalbach, Lashana Habab, Yerushalayim here at uh, JMNAM. Well, I mean, <laughs> i got to get back to thanking some of our sponsors. And um, it's been a rough week for us. But there, there's, there are, there's some good news out there, folks. <laughs> I know it's going to sound ridiculous in the context of what we've been doing here. Uh, but those of you who haven't heard... Mechi's Deli has moved into Aaron's Casino Farms. And now, honestly, there's no reason to go anywhere but Aaron's Casino Farms for anything. Um, you walk in there, you know, Stacy and David and their staff are 
taking care of you like they would, uh, you know, <laughs> they're, they're, like they would their own uh, friends who are walking in to go shopping. And they have uh, all these great departments, and we've highlighted, you know, how wonderful a shopping experience Aaron's Casino Farms is. I, I'm there all the time. Uh, but now Mechie's Deli, which was the only reason to not go to Aaron's, is in Aaron's. And I know that, you know, hyperbole, everyone always says the best stuff you ever had and all that. Ask anybody who lives in Flatbush about Mechie's. Aaron's Casino Farms is in Queens, and Mechie's Deli is now inside Aaron's Casino Farms. Go go, go try. I'm not even going to tell you what to try. Just go try their stuff. Although... I have I do have to put in one special word for their um for their onion for their sauteed onion soaked chicken cutlets. <laughs> and after they weigh it and put the te- and put the uh, sticker on, tell them to add more onions to it. I'll give you that that piece of advice. Mechie's Deli is now at Aaron's Casino Farms. Yes, happy days are here again. <laughs> no joke. JM and the AM on this um uh Thursday morning. I also uh I also tour, <coughs> excuse me. I also wanted to remind everybody about what's happening Sunday at the Eichlers in Borough Park, Brooklyn, because this is the type of event, frankly, that's going to get people coming from everywhere. Uh, at two o'clock this coming Sunday, Tuvia Tenenbaum, who is of course author of Catch the Jew and many other books, but Catch the Jew is the one that you know hit us right between the eyes, frankly. Um, you talk about anti-Semitism and this era that we're in. Read Catch the Jew and go meet Tuvia Tenenbaum 2 o'clock this coming Sunday at Eichler's on 13th Avenue in Borough Park, Brooklyn. Trust me, I know how hard it is to drive and then park on 13th Avenue in Borough Park in, in Brooklyn on a Sunday. It's worth it. It is worth it. Tuvia Tenenbaum will be there. I'm assuming he'll sign books. Uh, and really, any book of his you buy is worth it. I mean, he has such unbelievable... Uh, material in it um and again catch the jews the most famous one anyway i know you trust me when it comes to these things i am giving you a piece of advice you will not be wasting an hour if you go to uh, eichler's borough park brooklyn 13th avenue this sunday at 2 p.m to meet tovia tenenbaum simple as that go to shop eichlers.com for information oh um those of you who who are like we are in mourning over Mayor Weingarten's passing, remember, Miriam Wallach has a personal tribute to him and an amazing segment um, coming up live. She hasn't delivered it yet. It's not recorded. She's doing it live starting at 10.30 this morning right here. Mark Zamek, a celebration of Mayor Weingarten, 7 p.m. tonight in a show that he has prepared called The Israel Show. Uh, called The uh, Erev Shabbos Show, brought to you by the wonderful people at Kedem. That'll be replayed at 10 a.m. and at 3 a.m. Excuse me, at 3 a.m. and 10 a.m. tomorrow. Um, plus, the final hour will be dedicated to Mayor an hour before Shabbat tomorrow. By the way, if you're not listening to the final hour, you're missing an unbelievable way to go into Shabbos. If you're starting Shabbos regular time. A lot of people start early, obviously, but I think, yeah, we make it downloadable earlier. You can get the final hour earlier. Uh, if you want details, just email Avrami, af at nachomsegel.com, af at nachomsegel.com. Naomi Nachman will speak about Mayor tomorrow toward the beginning of her cooking show at 9 a.m. Matis, I'm sure, will be speaking about Mayor this Sunday, adding to his words that he had on the air with us on Monday. And, uh, and Mayor will be speaking to us 
1 p.m. today, Avrami has found a Mizrach Mania show. And I, I spoke earlier of the history of Mizrach Mania. A Mizrach Mania show that Mayer did in 2002. 1 o'clock today, right after the live lunch. If you love Israeli music, by the way, that that's for you. That's really for you. All right, so that's some of the stuff that's going on as we remember our dear friend... Dr. Lior Gottlieb joins us next. Mayor's Chavrusa for 17 and a half years, one of the greatest biblical scholars on planet Earth. Again, emphasizing to you just how high-level Mayor was. This is the type of person who he studied Torah with twice a week for over 17 years. That's coming up and plenty more if you keep it at JM in the AM.
said earlier today we may not be playing mayor's favorite music although this one i think was a favorite of his but we're certainly playing the music about his favorite city city of gold with blue fringe before that lashana haba with Sheves achim thursday morning this is america's one and only jewish moments in the morning radio program heard on listeners sponsored digital radio around the world on the web at nachomsegel.com and the nachomsegel network and of course on the beloved nsn app it is a great honor to um, introduce to this audience uh, Dr. Lior Gottlieb. Dr. Lior Gottlieb is the professor of biblical is a professor of biblical studies in the Tanakh department of Bar Ilan University. And before I introduce Lior, and he does prefer, don't think I'm being uh, disrespectful, everybody. Uh, Lior does prefer to be introduced as Lior, and in this case, certainly as a close friend of Mayor Weingarten. Lior had the uh, same privilege I had this week of being a masbid. Mayor publicly, uh, I on this side of the world, and Lior yesterday in Beit Shemesh. Um, but uh, just just again, in, in praise of Mayor, I'm sure this will embarrass Lior, but in praise of Mayor, um, I, I just want people to understand the caliber of person that Mayor studied Torah with on a weekly basis, twice a week for over 17 years. Um, and what tremendous joy, what tremendous tremendous joy mayor got from his conversations his official study with and his interaction with dr lior gottlieb tremendous joy tremendous insight and you are our beloved jmnam listeners without even knowing it without even knowing it we're beneficiaries of the uh, of the incredible mechanech Mayor Weingarten, the incredible teacher, Mayor Weingarten, often because of what he studied with Dr. Lior Gottlieb. Lior, shalom. Welcome to JM in the AM. Shalom, Nahum. Shalom to all your dear listeners. Shalom l'achenu, Beit Yisrael, Begolat America, from Eretz Yisrael. Uh, we are in mourning, Lior. This is something you confirmed to me in an email overnight that I should not think otherwise. We're literally in a period of mourning, maybe one where we're not required to sit shiva. Obviously, we weren't related to Mayer. Uh, but it's going to take some time for people like you and me, other friends of Mayer, and obviously his listeners, 
to get over this, and we have to acknowledge that. We have to acknowledge that as we have these discussions, hopefully, 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 they will bring a measure of nechama uh, to us about losing a friend so suddenly. Um, Lior, I need you to to do something similar to what I just did. Tell everyone in this audience just how sharp and how incredible a chacham, how incredible a scholar mayor was, especially as it relates to our holy Torah. You're asking, you're asking to hear how sharp he was, and he was sharp. You're asking to hear how intelligent he was, and he was intelligent. But if you, if you don't mind, I think that the real point was his heart. He, he used his mind, he used his brain, he used his intelligence. But it was his heart that pulled him and, and drew him to do so through the Torah. And he was thirsty for Torah, he was thirsty for Torah Eretz Yisrael, he was thirsty to learn the, the, the origins of every Hebrew word that he studied in the Torah. And we did that methodically, systematically, and it was a pleasure for me, just as I know I'm saying this without any hubris, it was also a pleasure for him. He loved it, absolutely loved it, the joy that it brought him. Lior Gottlieb is with us. To us, he's always been Lior, because as I always say, Mayer would keep us up to date on everybody in his life. And Lior was so important. You know, Lior, I, you may have heard this because I, I believe I mentioned it on Monday because so many people always ask me, how did I first meet Mayer? Because they looked at us. Oh, and by the way, Lior, <laughs> I, I, when I mentioned, when I mentioned that I, that I jokingly called Mayer Kalev, Caleb, I would always say Caleb, <laughs> and he would call me Joshua. Um, I, I envisioned Mayor rolling his eyes um, as I was referencing that. Having you reference that yesterday and telling the world, Yoshua Vekalev, that that was our that that was, that those were our role models when it came to how to report about Israel. It just left me speechless. But but Lior, and I can't thank you enough for that. But Lior, I have to. Uh, you, you know, when it comes to me and Mayor, there was always a a a a brotherly humor between the two of us. And if Mayor was sitting here and I had this letter from 1988 that he wrote to me that included the following, I probably would call you during the conversation with Mayor on the air and ask you to defend me <laughs> in this in this um, uh, criticism that he levied at me. In that uh, in what in the second letter he ever sent me, he writes during the month of Elul, you mentioned the chapter in Tehillim which begins LeDavid Hashem Oriviishi, and of course he puts a period after LeDavid. The proper way of saying it would be to pause after the word Ladavid, indicating that there is a period after the word, and then Hashem Ori, which is really the beginning of the chapter. So let me just review for the audience. I would announce back then, a young Nachum Siegel would announce, that tonight we begin to say Ladavid Hashem. And Mayer says, no, either you say Ladavid Hashem Ori Ve'ishi, or just say Ladavid. And that was the discussion. Lior, why was he so anxious regarding the accuracy of psukim, 
of translations, and even Nahum Siegel referring to the paragraph of the month of Elul properly. Because he was passionate about Hebrew, and every word in Hebrew has a meaning. And for someone who knows Hebrew to hear the, the, the connection of the two words, Ledavid Hashem, that's meaningless. It's, it's taking the words of the Psalms out of their context. And that for Mayer, that for Mayer needed to be corrected. And he's right. Le David is the, the title, if you will, the, the, the pre, the, the preface to the Psalm. And Hashem Orivi Shi is the opening, is the opening cry of a servant of God who trusts God and therefore sees in God both his light and his salvation. On Erev Rosh Chodesh Elul coming up, if I'm chuckling as I remind people about Ledavid, they'll understand why. Lior Gottlieb is with us from Israel. We're, of course, speaking about our dear friend, Mayor Weingarten. You know, it's funny, Lior, I came across an email that... Um, uh, I'm sure you recall this one. It was recent where a listener had suggested that there was a relationship between a certain word and the word Nachash. And Mayer wrote back to this listener. He CC'd me on it that uh, that he had spoken to you. And there is no relationship between those two words. And Mayer, of course, you know, was not trying to be disrespectful. He just wanted to make sure the accurate information about that was um, was being transmitted. And there, And I said to myself, wow, I'm assuming that Mayer and Lior are intertwined in their showresh or in their uh, relationship, am I making a mistake? Or yes, is Mayer and Lior intertwined the way you and Mayer were? Indeed they were, because the beauty of the Hebrew language, the, uh, the, the entire idea of a Semitic language is that words have roots. And different words, if they are, um, if they are carved from the same root, are related. Mm. And Meir indeed comes from the root or, light. Meir means to give light. Lior means to have light. So you can say <laughs> that uh, um, in, the, in the Chavruta relationship that Meir and I shared, you understand who the source of light was and, and who enjoyed and basked in that light. I was as much a recipient as I was a giver. I know exactly what you mean by that. Lior Gottlieb is with us from Israel. Lior, I would assume you, you were tuned in when the, um, when the funeral was taking place in New York. And, yes. and, and of course, I never... As much as as much time as Rabbi Fass and I have spent on Parsha Shlach, and we have twenty years worth of archives of analysis of Parsha Shlach, because after all, what what more important messages are there that we transmit on this program more than Eretz Israel? I noticed, and that's why I quoted that pasuk during the eulogy. I noticed that it was. That it was the combination of Yoshua and Kalev that obviously had this desire to to impart on the Jewish people 
that they are wrong, meaning the other Meraglim, are wrong with their approach, and that they know the truth about Eretz Yisrael. But the the words that, that I quoted, and remember, I called Mayor Caleb, the words that I quoted sounded like an angry Kalev. Yehoshua is not attributed to those words. It's Kalev who's attributed to, you know, like, enough, stop. You know, you know, stop your negativity. We are going, and we are going to be able to conquer the land, as the word of God has indicated. And I, and I wonder if, in fact, I was right, that if you read the dialogue and the narrative, Kalev was the more enthusiastic one, was the more aggressive one, when it came to waking up the Jewish people and being oleh, and being and 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 going up to and acquiring the land of Israel. Indeed, that's why in the parsha there are places where Kaleb himself is singled out, where Yeshua is not mentioned, where the Torah says, "Ve'avdi Kaleb ekiv He followed my words. He singled out. And, and you see that, you see why he singled out, exactly because of the, the words that you quoted before. Yeah. I don't know, I don't know if, if we must read them as angry words. Right. We certainly can read them as words of strength. And that's what he was trying to give to his, to his brethren, to the Israelites. Don't fall into the trap of, of, of weakness. You have the strength to do it. You are able to do it. God is on our side. Trust Him. Yeah, not just enthusiasm. He had to give encouragement. Encouragement. And Lior, you probably know this. The encouragement that he gave me. The encouragement to... Because, again, like I said on on Tuesday... There were so many times I would sit Shabbat afternoon in my apartment with Mayor and just lament, lament the Jewish people. Why aren't they getting it? Why aren't they getting it? Why are they concentrating on the Kotel instead of Harabayit? Why, why, why? And he would sit there saying, Nahum, step by step, the Gula is a slow, tedious process. I encourage you to keep going because in the end it's going to be worth it. So it's amazing that he was the Caleb because he was the one always giving the encouragement. The word, the word for uh, both trust and belief and faith in Hebrew is emunah. And that's the word that we use. But the primary meaning of emunah in the Torah has nothing to do with faith or trust. It has to do with uh, it, its primary meaning is to, to have to be in a straight line. For example, Moshe Rabbeinu in, in the war against Amalek, he, he was able to lift his arms and keep them straight till the setting of the sun. Now, a straight line, in order to see a straight line, you need patience. It's not one dot. It's not two or three dots. You need to, to wait and see many, many dots join each other until it becomes a straight line, until it's a line that you can see. Mayer had both the faith 
and the patience to realize that that's the path of Allah. Yeah. He never stopped reminding us of it. And most importantly, he never stopped reminding me because then he knew that thousands of people would get that reminder. Finally, Lior, um, I told the story this morning about the coincidence, and of course we know there's no such thing as coincidence, of Jonathan Pollard being there when Mayer was brought to uh, the cemetery. Uh, Those of you who missed the story, just before 7 o'clock this morning. And um, when when Jonathan Pollard was told, and I was there when it happened, that when Mayer met with President Clinton, the 15 seconds he had, he spent asking President Clinton to release Jonathan Pollard. And when Jonathan Pollard was told this yesterday, he reacted in many ways about, you know, praise for your friend Mayer. You know, he was speaking to one of Mayer's friends. And he, he, of course, included in his remarks one who saves or tries to save a Jew and one who, of course, eventually saves him as if they save the entire world. And, Lior, I wanted to ask you about this because you are a literalist. Uh, not exclusively. We, you, we know you're a spiritual man, and therefore I'm sure you are you are open to many, you know, broad interpretations. But you are a literalist, as, and that's what, you know, one of the things Mayer loved about you because he was so, as we've been discussing, so middakadeik, so careful about uh, what Scripture actually says compared to what people think Scripture actually says. What is your interpretation? We know, obviously, in reality, if one saves one person... They're not really saving an entire world. What does Lior Gottlieb think that that means? What's your approach when you hear when one saves one person, one saves an entire world? I'll give you two quick answers. Answer number one is that that was Chazal's way of giving us the moral the moral weight, the moral value of one human life. One human life is shakul keneged kola olam kulo. And that's, that's a moral teaching um, that is important to learn. And they learn that from a literal, from a literal approach to the verse, kol demei achecha, in the plural instead of dam in the in the singular. That is one approach. Another approach is to understand. You know, I, I said before that a root of a Semitic word allows us to to create a group of words. Yeah. And you know, you and I were speaking about Mayor as our dear friend. Right. In Hebrew, in Hebrew, the word for friend that we use today is haver. Haver literally means connected. Because the root, chet bet haver, that's what the verb lechaber means, chibur, mechubar. When you have a haver, you are connected to him. And if you understand the value of a human life, if you're connected to other people, then indeed the loss of a life is, is not just the loss of that life. It's, it's an injury to the entire organism <sighs> that is fully yeah. connected. Yeah. 
Yeah. And that's what we're feeling now, Nahum. We're feeling, we're feeling the wound of that connection being severed. That's an understatement, and I think many people listening know exactly what you mean as well. As I as I thank you, Lior, and I'm going to thank Lior in advance because we don't know exactly how much because he is uh, involved in so many projects. But Bezrat Hashem, he will be participating with us over the over the next uh, period of time, known as Shloshim, in segments dedicated to the memory of Mayor Weingarten, which we'll explain at the appropriate time. And I thank him in advance for that. But Lior, um, in conclusion as you and I and so many others are in this state of mourning, I will ask you, is there a historical precedent (sighs) indicating if Joshua can continue on without Caleb? Joshua and Caleb together, each in his own way, gave strength to the people and encouraged the people. And the root of encourage in English is courage. If the Jewish people, if they take the strength and the courage that is needed to take their fate into their hands, Joshua and Caleb will have accomplish their mission. And by doing so, they will always be together. No matter where they are. How right you are. How right you are. Lior, I send you and your family, Tanhumim, and um, I, I continue to thank you. The joy that Mayor had from the words of Tanakh, often because of you, brought him what I would would describe as the greatest joy. We should continue to be able to remember him with this incredible love and incredible fondness and uh, to memorialize him properly as we all suffer in the aftermath of his sudden passing. Thank you so much for joining all of us this morning. You're very welcome, and I want to thank you for honoring a man who is so worthy of this honor. (sighs) The least I can do. More coming up. You're listening to a Thursday morning edition of JM in the AM. Israel, the Goa Lord. 
I can't thank Dr. Lior Gottlieb enough, one of the greatest biblical scholars on planet Earth, and our dear friend Mayor Weingarten of Lesson Memories, Chavrusa, for 17 and a half years. I cannot thank him enough for the time he just spent with us as we tried to bring some Nechama to each other after uh, Mayor's sudden passing this past Shabbat. And I appreciate the listeners out there who are so tuned in to these programs because they too, so many of you loved Mayor, even those of you who never met him, loved him. Be aware, by the way, that the tributes to Mayor continue. Miriam L. Wallach at 10.30 this morning with a beautifully prepared tribute. It'll be done live from our New York City studios. Uh, we'll do the live lunch at 11 o'clock. No doubt, plenty of talk about our dear friend. At 1 p.m., Avrami found a show that Mayer hosted in 2002 that we referred to as Mizrach Mania, three hours of Israeli music. You'll want to listen at 1 o'clock today. Mark um, celebrates Mayer's life during the Erev Shabbos show tonight at 7 p.m. Eastern Time. Brought to you by the wonderful people at Kedem. Uh, that'll be replayed at 3 a.m. and 10 a.m. tomorrow. Naomi Nachman has special uh, recollections of Mayer, including an amazing story that I heard. I don't even know if she real- realizes that I heard it this week. An encounter between Mayer and her. Um, I assume she'll be telling it tomorrow morning at 9 a.m. before her uh, table for two show. Uh, Avrami, Saturday Night Siegel. I'm sure he'll talk about being at the uh, Levaya in Beit Shemesh yesterday. Um, and Matis, of course, on Sunday will continue his thoughts that he shared with us on Monday about Mayor during JM Sunday, this coming Sunday, starting at 7 a.m. Eastern Time. So lots of very high-quality programming coming up here at the Nachum Siegel Network. Thursday morning broadcast. Don't forget, don't forget that when Jewish leadership does not act, the Hamon Am, the general Jewish public, will not tolerate it. And our Jewish leaders have been dragging their feet when it comes to um, protest demonstrations and rallies showing our love for the United States and our outrage about these random acts of anti-Semitism now in North America. Um, So just like our friends in Metro West, Livingston, West Orange, and many other areas did this past Sunday, tonight, be there in the five towns. When everyone and I hope to be there, by the way. So come on over and say hi, please. Be on, be there at Cedarhurst Park starting at seven fifteen tonight with your Israeli and American flags, and maybe in this case, better with the American flags, as Miriam pointed out to me uh, earlier this week. Maybe better with the American flags today at uh, seven fifteen p.m. at Cedarhurst Park. We dare not be silent as a community as we are targeted by violent anti-Semitism, and then. Kudos to our friends in Bergen County. I got to contact Tamar Rothenberg and laud her. Uh, they've planned a Bergen County Unite for Israel parade starting at uh, 4.30 p.m. on June the 6th, the day that we would anyway be celebrating Israel if not for COVID because that would be the day of the Celebrate Israel parade. So a Unite for Israel parade in Teaneck culminating with a concert at Sagamore Park, June the 6th. Uh, Details to follow. Oh, and if you want to volunteer, parades need volunteers. So do me a favor, send them an email right now that you're willing to volunteer. It's uh, uniteforisrael2021 at gmail.com. Unite for Israel. Oh, by the way, it's not the number four. It's the real word for. Uniteforisrael2021 at gmail.com. Uniteforisrael2021 
at gmail.com. JM in the AM at 8.31 in the morning on this Thursday. Sunshine high of 83 here in New York. Um, with us live via telephone is Rabbi Aryeh Kersner. I remind you that our friends at Art Scroll, every time you order anything from Art Scroll, do me a favor and do yourselves a favor. Use promo code radio. Because then you get a massive discount and you get free shipping. Even if you spend 10 bucks, you get free shipping. There's no minimum if you use promo code radio. So always use promo code radio in ordering from artscroll.com. Today, you're going to want to order uh, Rabbi Kersner's brand new book. It's called Halacha at Home, Sefer Hilcho Tabayit, an in-depth halacha guide uh, to the Jewish home. Rabbi Arye Kersner is the author, and he is with us live via telephone. Rabbi Kersner, Mazel Tov on the brand new book, and thanks for joining us here at JM in the AM. Thank you very much, and it's a pleasure to be here, and I appreciate you having me. Oh, and we appreciate you being on. Uh, I, I Because there are other, um, other halachic works that discuss Shabbos and other situations in the Jewish home, why, Rabbi Kersner, did you feel you should write this one entitled Halacha at Home? Well, there are topics that aren't covered elsewhere, at least in depth, as it pertains to the Jewish home. And we felt that there should be a safer delineating the details that are very relevant and not covered in detail and in depth. Yeah, the 2021 Jewish home, Rabbi Kersner, is a lot different than Jewish homes have been in history. Am, am I right about that? Yes, <laughs> that's right, that's right. They, and, they um, are very different. <laughs> yes, There go ahead. are topics that come up now that weren't around, uh, you know, I mean, I'll give you a perfect example, and those of you who are wondering, what do you mean, Nachum and Rabbi Kersner, the Jewish home is so different today than it ever was in history? Rabbi Kersner has an entire section on halachas of household help. How many times have we been, and Rabbi Kersner, I'll ask you the question, but I, I guess I'm answering the question as I ask it. I mean, all of us have been guilty of being lackadaisical when it comes to putting the responsibility of kashrus and many other uh, areas of Jewish life in the hands of reliable, yet often not Jewish, household help. And, and it's way beyond just technically in the kitchen, right? It's a, it's a, it's a, it's a gigantic um, yes. uh, overall problem. What would, how, would you, how would you classify it? It's, it's definitely a problem, but I think that when you talk to people, they start to get nervous as, as if it's a non-solvable problem. Right, good point. It's a problem that just has to be dealt with, but it's, it's something that could be taken care of if you have a little bit of knowledge and a wherewithal to make sure that the holes are, are, you know, taken care of and the problems are avoided. So just for example, sure, you'll have many people that will call up and they'll say, like, you know, I had a non-Jew in the house and I had some type of wine bottle, so right. I have to throw it out, right? But many cases, in fact, most cases, even though Lechatchila maybe there are different, you know, guidelines that will pertain to safeguarding from an issue that will arise, but the Yevit, in many cases, you'll be able to allow the the wine to be consumed subsequently, just because, as we go through in the book, there are many coolers that could that could mitigate the problem, at least with the Yevit. So these are the questions that sometimes people think that right. you know, if I right. go through that halachic lens, it will cause me to have to throw out everything. Right. It's, not the, it's not the case. You just have to know 
where the problems are and how to solve them. Uh, you have an entire section on kashering Caleb, and I'm saying to myself, you know, is it that complicated? And then I look, and I see that microwaves and sinks and hot water urns and, and a lot of kitchen equipment and appliances that we never had before in history, you address. And again, I would say that if people would read each individual section of your kashering Caleb section, they'd get a perspective of how to deal with each one of these individual items. Yes, for sure. I actually initially only wrote on casting and tabling. Right. I, I actually I had COVID, and I was I was stuck at home, and I wasn't able to talk. Like I I got it pretty bad, and yeah. um, you know a friend of mine in Montreal said you should start writing to us instead, and it was right before Pesach, or it was right after Pesach it was Pesach time, right. and uh, I I had just noticed that people just were very confused, and and it was very difficult especially during COVID, when a lot of people were making Pesach for the first time, the people had a very difficult time knowing how to kosher properly, how to table properly, what the guidelines are. And that was the first thing I wrote on, and then it just went from there. But yes, koshering and tifling is extremely important, and uh, it's not just, you know, some magical formula. There are, <laughs> That's for sure. There's a, you know, people think you do this for this and this for that. It's actually it's an interesting sukya, which which begs for further analysis. Halacha at Home is the book, an in-depth halacha guide to the Jewish Shomer by Aryeh Kersner is with us live via telephone. As I always suggest, when you go to artscroll.com, use promo code radio. It'll save you some money and it'll get you free shipping. You know, Rabbi Kersner, you just mentioned COVID. I have, I, I know people whose children, until they reach a certain age, of course, have never seen their father with tefillin because their father's always in shul. I would never dare daven, right. daven at home. Right. Because of COVID, obviously that situation changed. And you have an entire section on davening at home. Can there be a minion in your house? And of course, the Sefer Torah is one of the situations that has to be deal with, if dealt with if there's a minion in the house. If you're home on Rosh Chodesh, do you say hala with a bracha? When do you remove your tefillin? You know, if, if davening at home, because it might be different than when we remove our tefillin when davening with a minion. Isn't it amazing how COVID gave us an gave you an opportunity to address so many of these issues that we never would have thought of? Yeah, definitely these were halachas that were found in Shulchan Aruch and the earlier Paiskin, but just it wasn't relevant so much, right. and it just became relevant recently. Like, stuff you would never have thought of would be pertinent. Lamaisa just became pertinent. By the way, by the way, because I know, I, I know, I know how these, this audience thinks. They're now curious. We do take off fill in the same time if we're davening Rosh Chodesh at home or not? Yes, yes, we do, Lamaisa. Lamaisa, we do. Yes, we do. Right, but, be, right but, before uh, When it comes to bracha on Hallel, right. as is well known, there are, are differences between Ashkenazim and Sardim. So wow. it's primarily uh, the, the psak is based on Ashkenazi psak, but the background is about the, the sukya, both relevant for Ashkenazim and Sardim. So the, the uh, basis of the halacha is, is universal, but the bottom line, we, we went with. At least in general, we went with the um, Ashkenazi practice. And then, of course, you have uh, other uh, uh, things that you discuss regarding the Jewish home, how to have a guest and the mitzvah of inviting guests into one's home, which now people, thank God, are able to can, uh, to pick up and do again. Um, what, what happens when a woman forgets to light Shabbos candles? Um, uh, what happens about the about stucca? And, and I never even thought of this one, and 
you know, how many homes have stucco boxes that are full and are never getting emptied? You actually address the status of a pushka in someone's home and what and what that money should be designated for. Uh, honestly, before right. before you address this, Rabbi Kersner, I, it, it, even though I've passed that pushka a million times, I, ne- I never thought of the halachic ramifications. <laughs> yes. It's so, it's so funny how we live life with certain, you know, practices that we only think about sometimes after years, you know? So true. And finally, there are, there are actually halachas of buying a home. There are halachas of, uh, many people know what the concept of ona is. If you're not familiar with it, um, pick up the book and you'll see. But, uh, you know, it, does that apply to real estate? There are people that are, you know, that are doing construction on their home. There is a Jewish halachic way to do construction. Things that we would not even think about um, that are in Rabbi Kersner's uh, uh, a book. And, of course, uh, mezuzah, people all the time wonder about where mezuzah does or doesn't belong. And specific halachas of um, of mezuzah and Rabbi Kersner, I would argue that uh, part of establishing a Jewish home is making sure that the Jewish house uh, or the Jewish apartment is uh, built or maintained according to halachic specifications. Yes, I think that's the that's the root of it all. You got to start off on the right foot, and then everything else will follow. It's a halachic way of doing everything. That's really the bottom line. That's how, that's how I would put it. There's a halachic yeah. way of doing yeah. everything. Oh, they say you should be able to build a bias nema be Yisrael. So part of a bias nema means faithful to God. That it has to be not just faithful to the residents, but faithful to God. The start-off point is that you've got to have halachically sound homes before you actually could bring in the shechina in a proper way. So that's, right. the, uh, that's the goal. Before I let you go, Rabbi Kersner, there's one other point I want to make, which you sort of made, but I think it needs to be emphasized. Um... People need to look at your work um, in this over 300-page book about halacha in the home and not be intimidated by it. It's better to pick it up and learn these halachas and, and, and be guided by what is right and what is wrong than to just simply avoid it because one's afraid what they might read in it. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I think that if people actually will take the time to learn some of the halacha that pertains to a home, they'll be pleasantly surprised. Yeah, because many things they always assumed was a pro- were problematic actually, in fact, are not. So it's not just about being machmer when you don't have to be machmer, but it's just about knowing the background and the underpinnings of what halacha requires in a home. Yeah. Well said, well said, uh, Rabbi Kersner. I thank you for joining us. Mazal tov on the book. Thank you very much. It's a pleasure to be here, and I I appreciate you having me. Uh, our pleasure. The book is called Halacha at Home, an in-depth halacha guide to the Jewish home. It is our latest recommendation from our friends at Art Scroll. It's written by Rabbi Aryeh Kersner, K-E-R-Z-N-E-R. It's available now. Uh, do um, do what I always say regarding uh, artscroll.com, and you will benefit from it. Uh, always take this piece of Nahum Siegel advice. When you go to artscroll.com, always use promo code RADIO. If you do, you'll have a nice discount, and you'll have free shipping. And our latest recommendation uh, to find at artscroll.com is by Aryeh Kersner's uh, brand-new book called Halacha at Home, an in-depth halacha guide to the Jewish home. More coming up. It's a Thursday morning edition of JM and the AM, and I do want to remind everybody that tonight at 7.15, the rally 
the demonstration about the outrageous random attacks on Jews in North America, specifically in this country, in the United States, uh, is going to happen at Cedarhurst Park. Cedarhurst Park is the place that is happening in the five towns uh, tonight, starting at 7.15. And uh, we're asking everybody to come on out, no matter where you are, around the Queens, Farakaway, five towns, Long Island area, please come out in droves, the way our... Friends in Livingston, West Orange, and Metro West brought thousands of people last weekend. We need to bring thousands of people tonight and hopefully tens of thousands Sunday, June 6th to Bergen County. Um, there are certain hubs of, of the Jewish community in this country where if Jewish leadership does not respond to an immediate call, uh, our balabatim, our regular lay people, I am not saying that in a derogatory way, will pick up the mantle and um, and our rabbis, our local rabbis, will pick up the mantle and and insist that we take to the streets. And that's what happened last week in Metro West. That's what's happening tonight in Long Island. That's what's happening in Bergen County on the 6th of June. So please be there tonight if you are near the uh, Cedarhurst Park starting at 7.15 this evening out on Long Island. More coming up. You're listening to a Thursday morning edition of JM in the AM. Bum, 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 bum,
JM in the AM. By the way, I forgot to mention, obviously, that... Um, well, I shouldn't say obviously. I don't know how many people realize this. Uh, Malcolm Holmline and Mayor Weingarten were very, very close friends. Uh, Mayor introduced me to Malcolm. Mayor introduced me to Malcolm. Of course he did. <laughs> um, and now we know that the the impact Malcolm's had through this show as well, in addition to all the other places that Malcolm's had an impact. Tomorrow, I mentioned all the tributes that are coming up. Uh, Miriam today, um, Mark tonight, Naomi tomorrow, Avrami Saturday night, Demat this Sunday. Uh, thank God a lot of tributes coming up. Um yeah, when we say don't touch that dial, you really have uh, no reason to touch that dial. Um, but I, I forgot, of course, tomorrow morning at 7.40 a.m. Eastern Time, we'll get Malcolm's reaction. Of course, we saw him at the funeral. We'll get his reaction to Mayor's passing and the impact that one man. Malcolm has a way of describing that, how one person can uh, can move mountains. And obviously, Mayor was that type of person. As we get to discuss him, uh, we get to discuss Mayor's life with Malcolm tomorrow morning at the beginning of our segment. Um, 7.40 a.m. Eastern Time right here at the JM in the AM. And that'll happen tomorrow. If you missed the Jonathan Pollard story, the uh, part of the archive from this morning you want to hear is at about uh, five minutes before 7 o'clock. And um, you will hear how Jonathan Pollard paid a tribute yesterday uh, at the cemetery to our dear friend, Mayor Weingarten. Um, yeah. So you'll be able to uh, access that through our archives. Um, yeah, one of our listeners points out, and it's funny, I was discussing this with someone yesterday. Um... One of our listeners asks, I'd love to hear if you know of any Mayer and Rabbi Trank stories in their Camp Monk Summers. You know, he told me some Rabbi Trank stories. Well, you know what Mayer said about Rabbi Trank? He said that he had not seen him in years until recently, obviously before Rabbi Trank passed away over the last year or two. And um, he said that he would greet Mayer as if he was waiting to see him for the last 10 years. And, and we know that about Rabbi Trank. But that's what Mayor remembered, and of course, that that's what Mayor would remember because, you know, his Benadim L'Chavero, his Vahaftal Recha Kamocha was so strong. I remember he told me that about Rabbi Trank. That, um, yeah, anyway. Anyway. I've been saying anyway a lot recently. I've got to discipline myself and make that adjustment. After 37 years, do you still make adjustments in radio, or can you just live with it? I don't know. I'll contemplate that as well. Our brothers and sisters in Israel, we are with you. It's your favorite America's one and only Jewish moments in the morning radio program. Heard a listeners sponsored digital radio. Around the world, the web at AlchemSegal.com and the Segal Network, and of course, the beloved NSN. By the way, in addition to all the tributes that are going to be coming up, um... Remember what Avrami has done. He has found a Mizrach mania. Anybody remember how we used to refer to those shows, Mizrach mania? The Israeli music shows. He found the Mizrach mania show that Mayer hosted in 2002. We'll play it in its entirety during Throwback Thursday, 1 p.m. Eastern Time today, right after the live lunch. You will want to tune in for that. That's for sure. 
Have a fabulous Thursday. Till tomorrow, Nachum Siegel reminding you, remember the past, live the present, and trust the future.